Welcome back to Holistic Christian Prayer. I am so excited to just jump right into this next topic, so let's get into it. First, though, I'd like to share with you a, uh, a little quote from Tim Keller on his book, Prayer, the one that I mentioned I read before. He says, Prayer is the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. It is also the main way we experience deep change, the reordering of our loves. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things He has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. Prayer is paradoxically hard to define. Human existence from the beginning right up until this very moment is permeated with prayer. It's one of those things that because it's something we see or do so often, we trip over ourselves in trying to explain it. I think the difficulty of explaining what prayer is can be compared to trying to explain what love is. Although far fewer songs, films, and poems have been made about prayer, love and prayer are equally hard to explain because of our familiarity with them. For the abstract thinkers listening to this podcast, you guys are my people, I liken the difficulty in explaining what prayer is to the difficulty I would imagine a fish would have in trying to explain what water is. To some, this episode is totally unnecessary. To others, it will be a guiding light in personally uncharted waters, and for every perfectionist out there, it will prove woefully inadequate. As a recovering perfectionist, I've learned that good enough is okay, even if others aren't okay with it. So the, the Bible doesn't provide us with a definition of what prayer is. We have plenty of examples in Scripture, but there is no passage in the Bible that gives us a definition. So, unfortunately, we, we just can't turn to Second Egyptians or the First Epistle of Nicodemus to discover how the Bible defines prayer. We can't turn to those books because they don't exist in the Bible, and none of the actual books of the Bible provide a definition. I have to admit, I found this to be a surprising fact given the apparent importance God seems to lay upon prayer in the scriptures. The more I thought about it, though, I can see the wisdom in not giving us one. Often, definitions can be invaluable because of their ability to produce clarity and the ability to differentiate between similar things. Sometimes, however, they can cause us to become restricted in our thinking and limit our ability to see all that's around us. What I mean is we can quickly discount or dismiss something simply because it doesn't fit the definition we're using. Perhaps God knew that if he gave us a definition for prayer, we'd eventually consider things that are prayer in God's eyes to not be considered as prayer in our own. As you'll see in the coming episodes, there are many different forms of prayer, and I think it would be wise to be open to all of them. Even though the Bible doesn't provide us with a definition of what prayer is, many people have given us helpful descriptions of what it is. Let's consider just a handful. This one, this first one comes from Billy Graham. Prayer is simply two-way conversation between you and God. The next one comes from the website gotquestions.org on their article called What is Prayer? Quote, the most basic definition of prayer is talking to God. Prayer is not meditation 
or passive reflection, it is a direct address to God. It is the communication of the soul with the Lord who created the soul. Prayer is the primary way for the believer in Jesus Christ to communicate his emotions and desires with God and to fellowship with God. The last one comes from E.M. Bounds in his book, Purpose in Prayer. Prayer is not the foe to work. It does not paralyze activity. It works mightily. Prayer itself is the greatest work. It springs activity, stimulates desire and effort. Prayer is not an opiate, but a tonic. It does not lull to sleep, but arouses anew for action. The lazy man does not, will not, cannot pray, for prayer demands energy. Paul calls it a striving, an agony. With Jacob, it was a wrestling. With the Syrophoenician women, it was a struggle which called into play all the higher qualities of the soul, and which demanded great force to meet. I think these are helpful descriptions, and I hope you do too. Often when people talk about what prayer is, they tell you something of what they believe to be central to it, or something that they find remarkable about it, often with great eloquence or poetic language, without just telling you in a direct way what prayer is. Out of the descriptions I just shared, I think Billy Graham's is the one that tells you most directly what prayer is. He says, to remind you, quote, prayer is simply two-way conversation between you and God, end quote. I think I'd like to offer my own description for some clarity. Prayer is talking to God. Prayer can be spoken aloud. You can pray silently within the heart or mind. You can pray in solitude or with others. You can talk to God about anything, and nothing you share will catch him by surprise because he already knows it. Prayer is a two-way conversation with God, provided that we give time and space for him to speak to us. As in all conversations, there comes a point when we finish talking and we make time to listen to what the other person is saying. Sometimes we will finish speaking to God and he'll have something to say, and at other times he won't. Unlike regular speech, however, regular communication, there is more than one way to hear what God speaks to us. God converses with us through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, through other people, namely other believers, through nature, through music and art, and many other ways. At first, prayer can feel uncomfortable, unnatural, awkward, and a little one-sided. As we learn how to hear from God in the ways that He chooses to speak to us individually, prayer begins to feel so natural that like breathing, we start doing it without conscious thought. After a time, we start becoming aware of all the different times that God initiates conversation, and prayer stops feeling one-sided. Prayer is talking to God and learning how to recognize when and how He chooses to speak to each one of us. Prayer is the primary way to discover the unique relationship He has with each one of us and the means by which He unites us all to Himself and each other. I know my description was much longer than all the ones I read before, but I feel like, again, like I said previously, a lot of the times when people talk about prayer, they tell you a lot of things that they think are important about it or like maybe uh, at the center of what prayer is or what it's like in their experience, what prayer is. 
um, or something that they think needs to be a part of prayer, something that's uh, a requirement, otherwise it's not considered prayer. I just kind of like wanted to give a very general description of what prayer is, it's about, and a couple of the different ways it can look. And hopefully that gets you, if you've never prayed before, if you have very little experience with prayer, hopefully that gets you uh, a little bit familiar with at least what it is, if not how to do it just yet. But if you can get down the idea of we are going to have a conversation with God, we're going to speak, I'm going to speak, or he's going to speak, and then I'm going to listen. And um, if you can get that idea that prayer is communication, it's conversation, this is a great first step. I think you're going to do just fine. Uh, I want you to try something really quick. Imagine yourself in prayer right now. Like, Think about yourself being in prayer. Are you doing it? Okay, good. Now, in all honesty, as you were imagining yourself in prayer, did you imagine yourself praying by yourself or with others? Chances are you probably imagine yourself praying by yourself instead of praying with others. If so, that's totally okay and pretty normal. Most of the time when we go to pray, we will be praying by ourselves. In fact, you'd be obeying Jesus' instructions in Matthew 6. In that chapter, he says, quote, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. End quote. However, other areas of scriptures do instruct us to pray for and with others. I wanted you to imagine yourself praying to make you aware of your tendencies, to think of prayer as either a solo or group activity. I think a lot of people, myself included, struggle to see prayer as something done with others. But there is great benefit in keeping a healthy habit of praying both ways, with others and by ourselves. I love the way that the founding pastor of Redeemer Church, uh, Timothy Keller, highlights this benefit that I'm talking about by reflecting on something that C.S. Lewis said. I'm just going to quote uh, Tim Keller from his book, Prayer, Experiencing on Intimacy with God. So, quote, C.S. Lewis argues that it takes a community of people to get to know an individual person. Reflecting on his own friendships, he observed that some aspects of one of his friend's personality were brought out only through interaction with a second friend. That means if he lost the second friend, he lost the part of his first friend that was otherwise invisible. And here he quotes uh, C.S. Lewis. Quote, by myself, I am not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights than my own to show all his facets. End quote. Picking back up with Tim Keller, he says, quote, if it takes a community to know an ordinary human being, how much more necessary would it be to get to know Jesus alongside others? By praying with friends, you will be able to hear and see facets of Jesus that you have not yet perceived. End quote. In case that was just too long or unclear, this is one of the great benefits of praying with others. When you pray with others, you are given a chance to see God and hear from God in ways that you weren't able to on your own. We all know how hard it can be to get to know a human person. And even after we learn a lot about them, even if you're like married to a person for decades and decades, we often discover there is still a lot we don't know. With God, this is even more true. By praying with others, we come to know him more, and we can be delighted in the ways that he speaks with each one of us. 
All right. I'd like to let you guys know where we're headed for our next episode. Now that we had a preliminary discussion about what prayer is, I'd like us to take our first look at some types of prayer. There are many different types, but next time we will introduce five common types of prayer. Petition, intercession, confession, thanksgiving, and adoration. Before we go, I'd like to give you guys a couple of updates. First off, new episodes will be published every two weeks at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Mondays. I will continue with this publishing schedule for at least one month, and if I'm able to keep up with that, I will switch to weekly releases. Second, keep your eyes out for bonus interview episodes that will publish randomly between regular episodes. These will be episodes where I ask each of my guests questions about prayer. These are meant to help all of us see what we can't see on our own, as well as get an idea of how we all think and feel about prayer. If you're interested in being a guest on the show for a full episode or as a guest for one of these interview, prayer interview episodes, you'll want to pay attention to this last update. I'm excited to let you know that I have created a Facebook page for the podcast. It's live right now. You can go and search it in in Facebook and you should be able to find it. You can ask questions, suggest topics, vote in polls that I post, mostly about, you know, what kinds of things you guys find interesting, questions, all that kind of thing. Or you can request to be a guest in the show. I'll post a link in the show notes, and you can also find it on the podcast webpage. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I appreciate you all, and I can't wait to see how God blesses us all as we learn about prayer together. I'll pray us out. Father, thank you again so much for those who have tuned in so far, and again for those that will end up hearing this podcast. Father, keep me focused, help me to speak clearly and um, in a truthful way. Help me to know when I've misspoke and to be humble enough to admit to it. Father, um, I just ask that as we go forward that we are all, like even though I'm, I'm hosting this podcast, I truly have a desire to learn about prayer and I feel like I, I learn best when I hear from other people. So Lord, let there be an abundance of people who actually interact um, with the content and with me, so that way I can actually learn some things uh, that other people have learned. So that way I can I can benefit from their wisdom and and their learning and the things that you've revealed. So Father, um, bring people in, uh, keep me open and receptive to it, whatever you have to say. And Lord, I just hope that the things that are shared on this podcast really just blesses people and opens up their their minds to what's possible through prayer. So, Father, thank you so much for everything you've done, all the things that you've provided on the way. And um, just be with all of us. Help us to be drawn to you in prayer as we go throughout our week. In Jesus' name, amen.